Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. Today on the podcast, I'm interviewing Natalie Karen. She came on to share her story and it is quite a story. Now she is a Canadian holistic life coach and spiritual energy specialist. And her mission is to help women unlock their true potential by finding their voices, facing their past and present traumas and clearing their inner debris in order to make the world a better place. Now, after going through a healing journey of her own as a survivor of addictions and abusive relationships, she merged her psychic abilities, experience, uh, Reiki. She is a sacred women's circle creatrix, spiritual director, and she combined all of these to create a beautiful holistic life coaching practice. Now, Natalie, like I said, she has a past of um, addictions. She has a very traumatic childhood some traumatic relationships. And she is now in this beautiful space where she has up-leveled and she is helping others do the same. Her story is really relatable and really inspiring. And I cannot wait for you to meet her. Here's Natalie. My name is Katie Allen and this is Self Love Ignited. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. Today, I'm interviewing Natalie Karen. Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself to everybody? Oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today and having this conversation. Um, I feel like we really click, so hopefully it just feels like a nice catch up between two people. Um, I am based out of Toronto, Canada, and I have a little one who is about two and a half. Um, and I have another one that I'm expecting five, six weeks. So that's really exciting. Two cats um, and just love my business and what I do. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a spiritual energy specialist. So that's what I specialize in. I'm a spiritual director, I'm a certified natural health practitioner and a sacred woman creatrix. So with all of this, I really um, fine tune my business and my practice into everything I love and more and um, combined with my own personal journey. So it's uh, really exciting. I'm excited to talk about energy. I really think it's the missing link um, and how it's influenced my life and how it can influence everyone else's. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good conversation to have. And we're definitely gonna get into that because I mean, I think so many of us have experienced maybe like a little bit of that where, you know, like the energy's just off or like you're doing all the physical things, but nothing is actually mm -hmm. happening. And it's like energy is, it's the missing piece, isn't it? It is. And, and almost oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. We need to understand it a lot with a lot more depth um, and ease and flow. And once we do that, it's so empowering. So I'm so excited to talk about that today. Yeah. 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 Before we get into that and the amazing work that you do, which we are totally going to get into, I want to hear mm -hmm. a bit more about you, about this woman sitting in front of me. Who is she? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so you know, so on this podcast, we talk a lot about self-love, obviously. It's in the title. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, telling the story of, you know, where you used to be, not loving yourself, not accepting yourself, whatever that happened to look like, to where you are sitting today. So, Natalie, take us back to sort of the beginning of your story. Where did your challenges mm -hmm. begin? Oh my gosh. Can I say like millennia ago, <laughs> decades, past lives before this, yep. um, which I think is, that's a whole other energetic piece that I work a lot on with my clients, but um, it really does come from 
from what lies within the soul that's been sort of energy that's been trapped for a long time and what we create in our life and and attract to us in, in our life currently um is really that it involves a very much of that so um i do believe that we come down with a choice of what we want to experience and apparently i chose quite a lot so um it really started um my childhood was rough to say the least rough around the edges um and like most of us i think so much potential in it um but with the way evolution and consciousness is was and is still evolving um this mindfulness work that everyone's doing now was really not available um as much as it is today so um coming from a place a childhood where my mom had four kids I was uh I'm an Irish twin with my sister so that means for anyone who doesn't know I am born before she turns one so I know all the moms out there are like going like e, you know that emoji with that face like oh my god <laughs> as a mother I went like oh my god but I really didn't understand until I had kids of my own but so I was quite the surprise and quite a handful um it took me, and what I mean by handful is, is took me a while to process all of that. I don't think it was until my mid to late twenties that I was able to process what that meant instead of shaming myself. So, um, which was a big part of my journey. Growing up, I really felt extremely sensitive uh, to everything around me. I had the same gifts I have now with being able to read energy so fine to me being um a very open portal to receive information uh, that i didn't know how to understand or have a support for um i'm feeling quite different from a lot of people that i knew communities schools and i kind of knew this but i know my mother was wonderful in terms of her support and making us feel confidence and confident and she was really ahead of her time in the sense that she allowed us to express our freedom and our womanhood because she came from a very not so uh, very old school Italian uh, past or not past, but childhood or upbringing herself. So there wasn't too much room for expression. Mm -hmm. And this really gets into something that I'm super passionate about right um, in my career. And especially right now as being a mother is this box that we have to fit into um, and it's generational. So um, my mother broke free of that box as much as she could. Mm -hmm. And I, and we, each generation takes it a new level. So I had that support and freedom, but there still was a big lack in emotional support. Mm -hmm. So, um, I did feel quite alone and my, my father was an alcoholic. So, um, that played a huge role in how much attention was given to the children, what kind, and how, you know, children feel everything around them just because they can't see it, they, they feel it. So I felt so much pain and turmoil and abuse of substances and emotional abuse and chaos. And I thought that that was totally, totally normal until I woke up in my early twenties and it just really simply was not normal. Um, and I didn't understand that. So how that played out in my life is um, 
so I think I started drinking when I was 12 and um, that was just normal. Yeah. And uh, I ran with a crowd of kids that shared similar experiences. We kind of attract that to our energy, um, the goody two shoes that I used to call them, like didn't want to do anything. And I thought that that was like, so not cool. And, you know, just the whole normalcy of what was my world. Yeah. Um, so I did it all. I did the drinking I did the weed smoking at an early age. I did the smoking cigarettes. I was heard the same thing my whole life in high school of you have so much potential, but you know, there's just no support of it. I had zero confidence. I had a shame and guilt cycle that ran through my head nonstop. Um, I use marijuana. I think I was smoking marijuana eight, eight or nine times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, in my late, I even say grade 10, which is not that, that's not that old here. So that you're about 15 to my mid 20. I don't know. It stopped around 21, 22. Uh, but I just numbed out. Um, I couldn't process. I couldn't understand myself, my womanhood, my place. I always felt like there was something more for me, something bigger, a calling. Um, and really, by the grace of source, spirit, God, whatever word feels most comfortable for you, there, I... Um, was truly guided to meet people at a specific time. Um, And it just seemed that I just kept rippling into this energy even further. And I've had multiple counts of sexual um, abuse. And um, the first time was around 12. Uh, And then it happened within relationship, just because we're in a relationship doesn't mean that we can't be sexually abused. Mm-hmm. Um, no means no and sometimes that's not something that's really understood um, and then I it all shifted in a relationship that I was in that was very tumultuous it was just living out my normalcy of what I thought was normal of being with somebody who was also in a shame and guilt cycle was a an addict um, smoking weed and alcohol I mean there was sometimes where I wouldn't hear from him for days and I thought that he was literally dead. Um, I found him in some really crazy scenarios where I passed out and um, literally at, you know, the bottle and like didn't know if he had a heartbeat and and just, he was awful um, to my mental health. And um, something in me in 2012 just said, this is the end of that. So um put up some major boundaries and I seeked help and um I slowly and surely got better I met a wonderful person who helped me get my health back in shape and connect reconnected me back to my spiritual side um my spirit I want to say spiritual side I want to say back to my spirit because it had been so locked out and so numb um and I'm still um, working on some PTSD around sexual abuse that that's sort of really hard to get over. Um, it's really deep in, in cellular walls. So, um, yeah, so it, it's, 
it's it's been a process and it still is a process and um even with my birth of my first son in 2020 it actually reignited a lot of the sexual abuse that and this happens a lot to women on an energetic level um it re kind of reopens the gates there of experiences that we've had and i mean if you're not really don't have a proper support in the postpartum period or someone to go with you through your birth trauma or even though you have postpartum depression all of this can come flooding through like like through the gates of um i don't even know like pandora's box so that's something else i'm super passionate about is helping women just navigate those waters because sometimes i feel like there's just not enough support there um so how I got here was just, I went back to school. I did, got educated, hated what I did. I was in like PR and marketing, mm-hmm. but I had all the stars in line. I got the job right out of university. I first internship offered me the a job, one of the best PR firms in, in Toronto. Um, but as soon as that choice was, was given to me, I turned it down and I, went to school uh, for everything I do now. And I gave myself a chance and I believed in myself. And I was in a a space at that point in my life where I just didn't want to lose life anymore. I thought, you know, we can do that classic, what we're groomed to to, to do is like, just get the, go to school, get the job, make the money and then figure out afterwards, you know, what you want to do. And that really didn't sit well with me at all. So um, I said, I've lost so much. I felt like I've lost so much of life already that in, in certain ways that I no longer wanted to say no to myself and who I was that was like banging at a door so loud that um, a calling so loud that I couldn't, I couldn't shut it out anymore. And I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so I made that choice and schooling starting an Instagram page and then doing all my case studies and and now here I am I I I mean it's it's been there's so many micro things within that but in the grand scheme of things that's that's really what it is and everything that I offer and everything that I give my whole business and practices around how to empower women from very dark places and moving through your darkness and facing your darkness and those dark parts of yourself. I wish I had someone who, who held a torch for me in the darkness and just said this way, come on, come on. I really had to dig deep to find that myself. And and I met people along the way that, that did do that for me. But I mean, like someone that is consciously energetically holding space Mm -hmm. and that's, in a nutshell with so many inner workings and practices and things within everything I offer that's at the essence of what I do and until women can find their authentic voice their light their empowerment and walk with just soaring flying finding their wings to fly Mm -hmm. um and learning about energy and how um how they can become the creators of their life at the end of the day, anything is possible. And I know that firsthand. And I've now seen it time and time again with my clients. So it's exciting. And it's um, where I think we're all moving towards is this piece of energy. Everyone's using you know, on the streets, they call it vibes. 
you know, in science, they call it medicine and, or energy and, um, and I call it frequency. There's so many different terms and, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's a missing link. And I'm just so happy to, to be able to be here, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You've had like, what an incredible journey that you've been on. Right. And like, like you Thank said, you. you, you, you chose this some, you know, a part of you chose this, your higher self chose this and you, you made quite a choice because <laughs> you were <laughs> a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, yeah, you didn't, you didn't arrive, you know, here for like a nice easy ride, but um, it means that you now have the experience and the knowledge and the ability to be that person for other people. Right. Like at such a young age, you up leveled in such a massive way that mm-hmm. now here you are and you have the whole rest of your life to keep going. And it's like, if you've done this much so far, what else is going to happen? Doors are going to wow. keep opening. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. I just got some chills. Um, <laughs> do you see, but yeah, no, really. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that with me and your wisdom because um, I feel like that's the potential of everybody. I talk about reaching our highest potential a lot and you know how to make the most out of this precious short snippet of time that we have and um yeah I I really just if I can do it I know that anyone else can yeah they just need the proper support yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Natalie this journey that you have been on and are still on because you know it's not over yet does Mm -hmm. this feel like a journey of self-love or is it like self-discovery? Is it like, like if you had to sort of put a term to it, what feels most true mm. to you? Mm. I can't pick. Um, I really can't pick because I feel like the journey to self-discovery has to embody self-love mm-hmm. because when we're discovering and we're tripping out, like we trip over different wires or the same one multiple times in a row. It's what it's self-love. And this is such a thing I embed into my programs is it's what it's self-love that picks us up again. Yeah. It's the, the, the parts of ourself that, that we never loved and are learning to love. Um, it's the parts of ourselves or the people in our lives that, we're we're learning to love or love so much that we lean on for support. Um, But it's really gifting ourselves with ourselves, And that's what's, that's what lies within the darkness and facing it is you are really finding your, your inner light, your, and love that frequency they say in energy is really the highest frequency that we can live in and breathe in and be in. Um, and that may sound corny and I'm sure people have heard it a thousand and one times, but it is really so true. Yeah. Um, so I really can't say it's one without the other. Yeah. That's a beautiful answer. I like that. And I, and, and I like that way of looking at it too, because I know, um, you know, quite a few times actually, and it used to surprise me, it doesn't anymore. But what I didn't realize when I started this podcast, when I named it was that the actual term self-love can be quite triggering for people. Um, oh yeah you know like a lot like especially when you are in that place of like self-hatred or self-loathing or whatever it happens to be when you're really disconnected it's like the idea of having love for yourself is so foreign and so far away and like feels impossible that it is actually very polarizing um so 
I like to ask this question because everybody has their own take on it, but I really like that, that it's like, it, it is like the self-discovery to self-love. It's the tripping over all of the things that you need to get to and loving yourself through it and seeing the darkness. And like, it's not some magical destination, right? It's like, it is the process. Oh yeah. 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 Everything's in the, I just know that everything's in the process. It's what, it's those, that, you know, maybe two year period of that really icky stuck feeling, you know, trying to figure it out. That's where we're learning. It's the process. That's where we shift our energy the most. It's not when everything's going amazing and we're like doing all the rituals every day and everything's great. Like it's, it's really, those are, that's amazing for expansion and expression. That's very important. It, but it really is the growth lies within the dark parts, the dark moments, the ones that are harder and super uncomfortable because if you know change, the brain does not like change and the ego, uh, the energy of the ego really hates it. So it's going to resist and resist and resist. Mm-hmm. And there are certain practices you can put in place that help you um, transmute that energy into showing up and then slowly, but surely you really re- reprogrammed your energy in a whole new way. And then mm-hmm. your life starts to match that. So um in terms of what you track to yourself and what you call into yourself. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree about the process. Yeah. Yeah. Since you said sort of 2012 was like the beginning of the, the big shift for you, right? I think you said 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'm curious what like tools or practices or like what was what has been most impactful, I guess, for you on your own personal journey? What like meditation? Is it working with, you know, an, another mentor or a coach? Like, what did that look like for you on a really tangible, practical level? Okay. So my, I, I'm going to put it down, I think, to top three, because yeah. I think that though, that's pretty concrete. And yeah, I think that that's the best way for me to articulate it. Okay. Um, because there were many, many, many moments and many, many, many things. Yeah. Um, I found number one was transmuting my physical energy and my release of everything that I was holding onto inside through movement. So that was through working out diligently and it became, became it, the pendulum swung a little bit the other way where I was like in the gym six days a week. It, you could not stop me because it was shifting my energy and releasing me and the anger that, I, you know, it was just, me just processing and laying it all out there um as well as shifting my body um and the way it showed up to a very optimal state and that helped me the second thing has to be nutrition because I totally changed the way that I ate um I slowly stopped drinking I slowly stopped smoking I slowly stopped indulging in weed and I started moving into a space of honoring myself through the dedication of, of a practice of, of moving my body and how I felt so good. I didn't need anything else after that. It felt like, um, except for connection with people and, and all that, but I meant like on a, um, like a purely brain chemical feeling really good standpoint yeah. um, because I was using other things to do that. Yeah. Um, that just drew me further and further away from myself. Um, and the third thing is seeking help, someone to talk to. Um, and through that, I learned boundaries and boundaries is what 
everyone loves that word or hates that word. Um, it's really such a journey because we come from, most of us come from boundaryless places yeah. and upbringings and, and because, because the consciousness and the way of thought when at least my generation was growing up and the bulk of our generation was, didn't have so many concrete boundaries and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to really carve those out. And I would say that would be my third one. Um, because boundaries is what helped me carve out time for meditation and time for, for, you know, um, choosing, choosing a, a career and going back to school when I had everything lined up for me, you know, you can imagine what people said, or my parents or, you know, I had to put up what they said when I made that choice, I had to put up boundaries to get there. So drowning out the noise. So all I would say those are the top three. So maybe there's four in there. But, um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. There, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like there's always multiple things and they all overlap. But um, I think too, when there's somebody, you know, who is maybe at the beginning of this journey going like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I just, I know I'm in this dark yeah. place and I don't know where to start. It's like, sometimes we just need that, right? Like the concrete, the foundations, move your body, eat really well, get support, get your boundaries. Yeah. Like, and when you yeah. say it like that, it's like, oh, well, that's easy. It's not easy. Like those are all quite challenging things, but also all very doable things. Yeah, the, the everyday things, it's, it's the consistency. It's not about doing all the things at once. It's about just starting, showing up for that one thing. And then when you feel really good about that and you've broken through that resistance, resistance is energy. If once you've broken through that energetic pattern, yeah. then you can move to the next thing. So it's just choosing your 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 forte, what you feel like is going to be best suited for you. Totally, totally, yeah. Now that you're in this space, how mm-hmm. is your mental health, your like overall well-being, your mental and emotional health? How is that different now than how it used to be? Oh my god! Oh gosh! Uh, <laughs> I mean, I really think they're not comparable. I, I don't. Yeah, they're really different. I used to have a lot of anxiety and depression and um, worried just a tremendous amount. Mm. um and now it's I can just say clarity um there's a sense of clarity just every day a sense of groundedness coming from heart center uh being present in my everyday moments which is one major part of my practice is just being present to what I'm picking up on around me and what I'm being guided to do next um which is a huge foundation for me so it's, it's dramatically different, drastically different. I'm sure if you took a brain scan of me then and took a brain scan of me now, they those two brains would look very different. And that's the amazing thing about this work is because you actually can get a brain scan and do a bunch of work. And then, you know, even a year later, see, see even six months later, if you're consistent, see the difference in your brain, you wouldn't notice a massive one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, and I know the things and the foods that cause a little bit you know, inflammation, which causes anxiety and I don't sleep well. So it's just, it's really this like devotion to getting to know yourself in a whole new way. And then you, uh, you just sort of be present because you shift and evolve to what you need. Yeah. 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 I love that word that you just use devotion, devotion Mm -hmm. to getting to know yourself. That seems like just that word. There's something about that word. That's very like 
divine and sacred and you know it would be easy in a sentence like that to say like this commitment or this you know like which is like a thing that you have to do whereas Mm -hmm. a devotion is like this beautiful thing that you get to do that you're privileged to do yeah yeah oh my god yeah I love I love that insight that's the you're tapping into the frequency of each word Mm. so and devotion is so much different than commitment for sure yeah 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 absolutely absolutely how has this journey self-love self-discovery all of the above how has this influenced your journey into entrepreneurship and how you show up as an entrepreneur in the world Mm. everything that I needed (laughs) everything (laughs) that I needed in those moments um so when I'm on in session or on call, um, I think like, well, what, what did I need? And what, what was I moving through? And I have quite a variety to, to tap back into, which, which is kind of what it feels like. It feels like a literal, another life. Um, I can really, I've really separated myself so much from it. Um, but it's great because it's a library of uh, things to tap into so when I'm on the phone I could say you know I can understand it a lot better and then I just show up in the space um, and I would say two ways through that way where I can be open like hold the space of nurturing and understanding mm-hmm. and helping them transmute energy through through me which is kind of like a whole other topic but essentially like a portal opens when we're talking and when we're in session so that stuff can come in mm-hmm. that we need to know and stuff can exit and what we no longer need so I open myself up that way uh, and then the second thing would be um, reading the woman that I'm working with and just honoring her her sacredness and her journey so reading her energy and what and that helps me understand how to show up for her Mm -hmm. and sometimes people like thing to hear things really black and white sometimes people need a lot more space and love um so I show up in the in those moments but it's really from a space of just 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 holding space and honoring what is giving as much information and and knowledge and teachings as I can. Mm -hmm. And um, my journey led me here because everything I've been through taught me one thing, many things, but one main thing is human beings undoubtedly need one another to survive and not just survive. I don't use the word survive. I mean, thrive. Because we, we together, our energies can do so much (laughs) like portals opening and, and connection is so healing and laughing with someone is amazing. And just having somebody hear you and hold space for you and make you feel safe. That's a big thing that I help my clients do is I create a safe container for them to explore their darkness where they don't feel like they're going to fall off the edge or lose themselves or things get too overwhelming um yeah that's that's really what I can say on that yeah yeah that's incredible 
this work that you do with women, is this um, typically in a one-to-one -one container or do you have group offerings as well? So right now it's in a one-to-one -one container. It's funny mm -hmm. groups. I've had like um, different inclinations recently to do more group work, but taking just maybe like a small intimate group and doing a really great um, program because um, I'm smiling because group work is incredibly powerful. So I'm hoping to move into a space at some point where I can facilitate workshops that people come to attend because I cannot tell you right now um, in the time that we have the power of group work and what that does. And like if one portal is open between me and someone else and when you put women together, this is a whole other topic, but we are incredibly synced and incredibly powerful um this is why we were oppressed in the history of women is because this was so tangible and so known that you know it was fear of what would happen when women gather together well a whole freaking lot, lot happens when we gather <laughs> yeah so yeah so now that we're regathering i'm hoping to hold that space and house events you know specifically theme for tapping into intuition or reading energy or whatever it is um so right now, one-on-one -on -one container, which I'm really enjoying, mm -hmm. hopefully in the future, moving to a more, a more um, workshop-based, whether that's in person or online, um, in group work, because it's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. You talking about that, I totally got like full, like goosebumps, like full <laughs> body shivers, because it's true. Like when people, when women gather, there's some magic there. Like there, oh, yeah. there, there is something, especially when you come together with a very specific intention, right? Oh like, gosh, yeah. Like there is magic that happens. But that being said, in that one-to-one -one space, I don't think there's anything quite as safe as a one-to-one -one space, right? Like that is mm -hmm. that is a sacred, safe container. And I think there are times that we need that, and there are times that we need the collective energy. Right? Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I love that. I love that perspective and that wisdom. Thank you. Yeah, it's. There is definitely a beautiful safety within the relationship that's developed and the journey that that we go on. Um, and I like it because there's a customization. We can really refine everything. I have my eight steps that are perfectly um, in place. I actually channeled them a while ago and put it into a program. And I just said, you know, what will people need? What's the best thing mixed in with my experience and everything that I've learned um, through schooling. But Although there's the eight steps, there's this that hold us and like have a great foundation for the container. We really move in the ways that the woman needs. Sometimes people want to focus a lot more on their intuition. Some people want to focus a lot more on release or heightening their, you know, abilities. So um, amongst postpartum and just so many different areas um, that women need freaking support they need it in in this way because we are the closest thing to source and energy we literally are a portal to the other side by we have the ability to birth souls from one space to another um so why we're so powerful in workshops but really why we need this type of support yeah uh, and understanding just how infinitely powerful we are Mm, mm. I have never thought about the portal in that way literally birthing a soul from the others yeah. like I've never I don't have children 
So I've probably thought a little bit less about this than, than, than moms <laughs> out there, but I've never thought about that. That is incredible. Like oh, that, yeah, it's, that it's, our bodies can do that. Oh, but you know, it just, okay. Yes. It's incredible that our bodies can physically do that, mm-hmm. but every woman moves through the stage of motherhood, whether you have four stages of a woman's life, everyone moves from maiden to motherhood in their mid twenties, whether you're having a baby physically or not, we're birthing ideas, we're birthing consciousness, we're birthing um, evolution, we're birthing new ways of thinking, we're birthing projects, we're birthing podcasts, we're birthing businesses, we're birthing the new. So the more that we understand that, the more that we aren't afraid of that and stop suppressing it uh, and fall back into the chains that we were put into from our lineages and our history, Mm -hmm. um, the more incredibly healing our experiences and really the whole world will be wow yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that is amazing that's amazing natalie if somebody's listening and they Mm -hmm. maybe are in this uh, space where they're feeling a little lost or they're still in that dark space and they know that they want to do something but they don't sort of you know there's so many things out there if you could sort of bring it down and give them one suggestion for one practice, one exercise, mm-hmm. one thing that they can do just like as a step one, what is it that you would recommend, do you think? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go back to my top two. Mm-hmm. If physical movement is something, I'm going to say physical movement because that's something that's so accessible now with all of these um, at home workouts and just walking is a, is a great thing. Um, so I'm going to say physical movement if there's a lot you need to process. So if there's a lot you need to release, um, I'm going to say physical movement because it's very practical. You just need 15 to 20 minutes a day and make it very intentional. Um, the second thing, if physical music movement isn't an accessible thing for you, um, for whatever reason, I'm going to say focusing on uh, food. I really believe that food is medicine. Um, how we feel in our bodies, how we feel when we eat things and, and setting intentions around that too. Um, and if both of those don't resonate, then the most finite thing you can do is go to the core of everything, which is energy Mm -hmm. and setting, guiding your energy every day and every moment of how you want it to look and how you want it to feel that day instead of focusing on all the shit that can go wrong, excuse my language, um, focusing on everything that can go right. We're like waking up and saying today, I want to experience joy. I'm not, I want, I'm going to experience joy. I want, I will be full of joy guiding the energy you're already. And then just reminding yourself energy follows intention. I cannot say that enough of how true that is, but you can practice it, you know, like don't, don't believe me try it out Mm -hmm. um guide your energy every day be present and just shift your thoughts to something that you want to see happen not what you don't Mm, yeah yeah and it's so easy I think so many people are in the pattern of the opposite right we are we 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 look and I definitely used to be and I think you know most of us are at some point in life like we look for the opposite we're just expecting the bad stuff or expecting the hard stuff but I love Mm -hmm. that energy follows intention so set yeah. your intention and then the energy Be intentional yeah beautiful yeah it'll follow yeah just keep going and it's kind of like one of those scenarios where 
fake it till you make it. Yeah. So if you like, don't believe exactly what you're saying, I promise you, if you keep embodying that and keep showing up and being diligent, mm-hmm. some people put reminders on their phone. I know somebody that puts it as their phone background, put buys a poster, does a painting, does something every day to remind themselves of a fundamental thing they want to change um, and keeps their energy focused on there. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. Natalie, if listeners want to find out more about the work that you do, if they want to find out about mm-hmm. working with you, if they want to connect with you, where is the best place for them to do that? So Instagram is really my jam. It's my home. I mean, I'm not going to say it's my jam because I haven't figured it out to save, to save my life, but um, it's, it's always changing, but it's, and I just do not want Instagram at all. But anyways, that's where my house is. That's where I live. Okay. If you want to connect with me, um, and just see more about me, read a little bit more, get some details, follow along, be part of the community um, and see all the offerings. And then just through my website is another spot. You can read a little bit more. Um, but really, if you have more questions, the best thing to do is book. I offer a free breakthrough session where it's just one hour of one-on-one safe container discussion, you sharing as much of your story as you want to share me holding space and us just connecting and starting there and seeing seeing how we both um feel in each other's space um if someone wants to learn more so that's really my main spots of where to find me beautiful okay and i'm going to make sure that those are in the show notes so it's really really easy to click on through um and i have to say your instagram is fabulous i was totally on oh, before you. we started recording today <laughs> Thank you. It took a while to get there, but, um, and help, help from a great team, but, um, you know, it just, that algorithm always changes. And I know that every entrepreneur who's on Instagram is like, I know. So, so, um, so yeah, we're all in it together. Really. Totally. Totally. We all, yeah. All right. All right. This conversation has been fabulous and i'm just curious is there anything else that you feel called to share before we wrap up is there any last bits of wisdom or insight or anything else on on your heart that that wants to be brought out today i don't know why but I'm going to say it anyways, because usually there's somebody or a multitude of people who are going to hear this that need to. Um, it sounds so random. Um, focus on your sleep because it is the foundation of you being present in your everyday, of your health, of your connection to yourself um, and just grounding into that space. This has been a, a very... Um, And it came through again right now. It's been a very hot topic, I want to say, with a lot of people I've been connecting with. Um, So sleep is like a beautiful, safe space to process. So give yourself that space, especially if you're energetically sensitive, which we all really are, um, to just rest and give yourself love in that way. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Really random, but... Yeah, hope it, hope it helps somebody out there. <laughs> That's why I asked the question though, right? Because it's like quite often that one little thing will come through and it's it's not a logical thing, but it's like someone needs this. No, never. So here, so here it is. 
here's here's yeah. here, here it is yeah that's yeah. beautiful all right natalie thank and, you know you'll 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 oh you're welcome i was gonna say you'll know it because it'll just be like yep that one's for me so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just drops yeah. right like thank you, you so much feel it. oh yeah 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 all right. Yeah. Thank you. Like, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for sharing your personal story with us, as well as like some of your wisdom and your insight. And I love what you're doing in the world and please keep doing it. Please keep doing it. I look forward yeah. to seeing more. Same to you. Yeah. Same to you. This was such a beautiful conversation and thanks to everyone listening and sharing your energy with me and yours with mine as well. So thank you. All of the links mentioned during the episode are down in the show notes. Please make sure to go on over and check them out. Also, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And I would be forever grateful if you would go on over and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That's going to help this message reach more women. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Here is to you loving yourself.